Okay, we are in Perek Zion of Zechariah, Pesach Aleph, Vayihi Bishnas Arba Lidaryavesh. And so we are going to see in Perek Zion a completely different texture to the Nevuos of Zechariah, in that this involves a very specific narrative. And let's just set the story in motion. We know that this is the fourth year of Daryavish in the Nevoah, two years after he has instructed the Jews to go back to Eretz Yisrael, rebuild the temple. All impediments have been removed. He will supply financial help. He encourages all the Jews living in Bavel to participate. We have seen, unfortunately, that many Jews chose not to go back at that time, as we're going to see for a variety of reasons. But now a group of very prominent Jews come to Zechariah with a halachic question, as it were. Specifically, it is now 72 years after Chorban Bayes Rishon. Are they still required to observe Tishabov, the morning for the first temple. So let's start from that, and because we're going to see Zechariah uses it as a springboard to give a history lesson as to how this all came to be, the destruction and now the rebuilding. So we begin Pasuk Aleph, Vayihi Bishnas Arbala Dayavesh, the fourth year of Dayavesh, Hamelech Dayavesh the king, Hoyadvar Hashem El Zechariah, Ba'arba Lachodesh Hatishi Bekislev. The Kodesh Baruch whose vision came to Zechariah in the fourth month and the ninth of Kislev. We know that this is one of the first times in Nevi'im, that the names of the months are given their Persian names, like Nisan, Iyar, are all Aramaic. We know that in the Torah, it always refers Vachodesh HaShlishi, Vachodesh HaChamishi. But we are now using Aramaic names. We learned that the Rambam asked them, why didn't the Jews reassign names when they came back to build the second temple, why did they stay with the Aramaic names and they still survive today, is specifically to remind us that we are in Golos and that we are using the names given for those months in Golos. Vayishlach Beis El, and so they send, we're not sure, is this Beis El literally the temple, or a place called Beis El, or a person called Beis El? And so Bezel, Sharetzev Regem Melech, Sharetzev Regem Melech were very prominent Jewish Babylonians living in exile. The Anoshim and their followers, they came lechalos as Pnei Hashem to seek guidance from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Lemorela Kohanim, they to say to the Kohanim, Hashem to the Kohanim, and this probably were not the Kohanim 
in the base Hamikdash because they won no Kohanim at the time uh, of that base Hamikdash. It was just being built. It could be the Kohanim in Bavel, Ashelaves Hashem Saud, Belham Nevi'im. The Nevi'im, it's much easier to identify, as Rashi says. It is Zechariah, Chagai, and Malachi. They have come to speak guidance from them. Lemor saying, Ephkeb. Do we cry, meaning do we observe Bachodesh HaChamishi in the fifth month, that is Tishabov, Hanazer Kasher Osisi Zekamoshanim? And do we, like Nazir, Nazir gives up certain things, do we continue to give up those uh, things that accompany the mourning uh, of Tishabov, be it Rechitza? Uh, Achila, Tashmishmita, Lubosh Sandalim. Do we continue to observe those parts of Tishabov? Radak is merciless on these people and their intentions, which are supposedly very innocent, and says as follows. Let me read you the Radak, Evkev. Ki Adayin lo hayu maminim Binyan Habayas Mipnei Ha'ivim Shebeso Eshamaleo Kama Shanim. These people, despite their prominence and despite their asking a very um, type of religiously righteous question, they don't believe in their hearts that there will be the completion of the Second Temple. The Atta Afalpisha Shamu. Now they've heard that the impediments have been removed. Now, notwithstanding that they've heard it, they are small in their emuna in bitachon. They don't want to go up from bavel. They do not believe in their hearts, says the Radak, that it will ever be built. There are too many obstacles. And so they are asking, do we still keep the Tishabov fast? And now Barbanel adds to this what the Radak say, not only are they not going up themselves because they don't believe this is going to happen, they know that if it does happen, it's still going to be a very inferior kind of Beis Hamikdash. We know of the five things that Gemara Yuma tells us that was missing. The Urim Vitumin, the Aron HaKodesh, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Shechina, etc. This was going to be a poor man's Mikdash, and they don't want any part of it. So now they are coming, and they're just asking the question, do we still observe Tishabov? Interestingly enough, they do not mention the other three fasts associated with the destruction of the bias Rishon, specifically Tzom Gedalia, Shivasa Batamas, and Asara Bateves. So now they ask that question. Interestingly, the Matsudas David says that Bachodesh HaChamishi, that's Tishabov, Adin Kol Arbat Saomos, and they really are asking 
about all the accompanying fast days. They're just using the most chumrah of all of them, specifically Tishabav, but they are asking about all of the fasts of Tishabav and all of the fasts of Chodesh Av. Um, so, that is specifically the question. And the Kaddish Bar who answers me to tell them as follows. Tell all the people, the El HaKohanim and the Kohanim saying, are you fasting for me? Are the fasts and the deprivation of, of food, you're not doing that for me. That has absolutely nothing to do with me. It is not the um, intake of food. It's not the fast that I have commanded. It's the masim that I am concerned with. You lost the temple because of your masim. Fasting, not drinking, does absolutely zero to set the balance straight, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Iker is not the fast. It's your history of sin, is what Zechariah is telling them. It's not your fasting. It's your masim. Interestingly enough, Zechariah adds in here the fast of Gedalia, linking it to Tishabov, not quite in importance, but certainly not far behind. Gedalia, we know, was the military governor that Nebuchadnezzar appointed after the first invasion, when he took the best and the brightest back to Bavel, but he left a strong amount of the population there the Dalim, the poor people. And his theory was he just wants to keep it pacified. He gave them literally their own self-rule under the leadership of a, a procurator named Gedalia ben Achikam. We see that there's certain evil people conspire against Gedalia, have him assassinated, and this is really the last straw, because now Nebuchadnezzar comes and empties the entire nation of Yehuda. So we fast that for Gedalia, and it's considered to still be a very valid tanis. The other two, the Mephoshim say, is a logical question you're asking because they don't have to do as much with the destruction as now the historical event of breaching the wall, laying siege to the wall, which is no longer a factor now that you've got the second temple. So the question is confined, do we maintain the fast of Tishabov and the fast of Tzom Gedalia? Says the Navi in continuing, again, you're eating, uh, not eating, or you're drinking, not drinking, has nothing to do with me. It's your masim. Halo es hajvarim Hashem biyad hanevim harishonim biyosi rushalayim yoshevet v'shalva v'areha suivoseha v'hanegev v'hashvela yoshev. Do you not recall the early Nevi'im that cried out to you, the Yirmiyahus, the Yishayahus, the Yecheskels, when you were living in Yerushalayim in peace 
and in tranquility in the surrounding cities and in the desert of Australia Yoshev in the fruitful areas. Do you not remember the calls to repent? By the heat of our Hashem el Zechariah Lemor. And so Zechariah is now told by the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Koamar Hashem Tzvaos Lemor. You want to satisfy the Kodesh Baruch Hu? You want to redress the sins of those failures that led to the destruction of the first temple? Mishmat Emes Shoftu. Judge the poor. Take out the corruption out of the judicial system. The chesed, do chesed, barachamim, compassion, asu ish esochiv. Do the bein adam lechavero. The almana, the yasam, take care of the widow, the orphan, the ger, the oni, alta ashku, stop exploiting each other, stop exploiting the poor. And do not think of doing evil. Note, the Navi says, just the thought of doing wrong. It's not that you did wrong, but the thought that you harbor in your heart to do wrong is enough of an avera in the eyes of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And by Yimanu Lachshiv, you ignored these words then. By Yitnu Kosev Soreres, you turned a shoulder against these Nevi'im, and you made your ears heavy so that you wouldn't even hear what the Nevi'im are exhorting you to do. You made your hearts as hard as the Shamir is that mythical worm that Moshe used to cut through the stones of the Mishkan. Shlomo uses it in the Beis HaMikdash. It is can cut through the hardest thing, but your hearts were like the Shamir, tough, resistant, unbreakable. Mishmoa es ha-Torah, ves ha-Dvorim, asher shalach Hashem tzoos barucho, biyad ha-Navim You just would not listen. You want to hear nothing from these Nevoim. Vayihi ketzef kodol me'es Hashem tzoos, and so you incited the Kodesh Baruch Hu's great anger. And now, just as you called, and just as the Kodesh Baruch exhorted you, you didn't listen, now you will call upon him, he will not hear Omar Hashem Tzvaot. And now I will scatter you, to lands of people you've never heard of. You will be so far flung, you will not recognize the captives in whose land you're living. And the land will be left behind you, desolate from inhabitants, from vegetation. And you have taken a beautiful land, a verdant land, and you have caused it now to be desolate, empty, and uninhabitable. And so in Yurta Hashem, unfortunately, we will continue with this, but fortunately, we will break for the Sukkot holidays and Chol HaMoed, and in Yurta Hashem, we will resume on Ishruchag, October 9th, 8.45. Be there. You won't want to miss it. Echag Sameach to all.